This is the Daily Signal podcast for Thursday, April 15th. I'm Rachel Del Judas. And I'm Virginia Allen. Arizona just became the first state to formally oppose the Democrat-backed voting bill known as HR1 or S1. Arizona State Representative Jake Hoffman joins me on the show to explain why he spearheaded Arizona's resolution to oppose HR1. Representative Hoffman also discusses a new bill passed by the Arizona State Legislature, which prevents private individuals or organizations from giving money to state election boards or officials. And don't forget, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to leave a review or a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Now, onto our top news. President Joe Biden says parts of the country are backsliding into Jim Crow days. Here's what he had to say via MRC-TV. Parts of our country are backsliding into the days of Jim Crow, passing laws that harken back to the era of poll taxes, when black people were made to guess how many beans, how many jelly beans in a jar, or count the number of bubbles in a bar of soap before they could cast their ballot. The police officer who shot and killed 20-year-old Dante Wright, a black man, is to be charged with second-degree manslaughter. In an email to USA Today, attorney Pete Orput said the former Brooklyn Center, Minnesota officer Kim Potter would be charged. Potter was arrested on Wednesday morning. The officer shot Dante Wright during a traffic stop in Brooklyn Center on Sunday. It appears that Potter meant to use her taser, but accidentally fired her gun, striking Wright in the chest. If Potter is found guilty of second-degree manslaughter, she could face up to 10 years in prison and a $20,000 fine, according to Minnesota law. The House Democratic margin has narrowed to just two votes following the swearing-in of Republican Representative Julia Letlow of Louisiana. Letlow won the seat during a special election in March that was first won by her husband, Luke Letlow, who died in September of COVID-19. Republicans now have 212 House seats and Democrats have 218. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem says her state will not be taking in any illegal immigrants. In a tweet Wednesday, Noem wrote, South Dakota won't be taking any illegal immigrants that the Biden administration wants to relocate. My message to illegal immigrants? Call me when you're an American. Noem's tweet comes shortly after South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster issued an executive order that the state will not accept unaccompanied migrant children into South Carolina's foster care system or group homes. Hundreds of corporations and celebrities have publicly voiced opposition to any discriminatory legislation on voting. This comes after corporations like General Motors, Ford, Coca-Cola, and Major League Baseball have come out criticizing election laws passed in states like Georgia and Arizona. The statement of the corporations and celebrities first reported by the Times reads, We stand for democracy. We should all feel a responsibility to defend the right to vote and to oppose any discriminatory legislation or measures that restrict or prevent any eligible voter from having an equal and fair opportunity to cast a ballot. Signatories include celebrities such as Michael Bloomberg and Warren Buffett and corporations such as Amazon, Apple, American Airlines, Bank of America, Facebook, Netflix, Target, Twitter, and dozens of others. Now stay tuned for my conversation with Arizona State Representative Jake Hoffman as we discuss state election integrity. 
We're all guilty of it, spending too much time watching silly videos on the internet. But it's 2021, maybe it's time for a change. At the Heritage Foundation YouTube channel, you'll find videos that both entertain and educate, including virtual events featuring the biggest names in American politics, original explainers and documentaries, and heritage experts diving deep on topics like election integrity, China, and other threats to our democracy. All brought to you by the nation's most broadly supported Public Policy Research Institute. Start watching now at heritage.org YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and share. I am joined by Arizona State Representative Jake Hoffman. Representative, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Arizona is taking bold steps on election integrity. And Representative Hoffman, you are really on the forefront of this effort. The Arizona state legislature passed a bill that prevents private individuals or organizations from giving money to state election boards or officials. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey has signed this bill into law. Could you explain why you think this is such an important step to ensuring the integrity of Arizona's elections? Absolutely. So look, election integrity is shaping up to be the civil rights issue of our time. Whether we wanted it to be or not, it simply is. And this specific bill deals with a very concerning trend that we saw in 2020. It was the first of its kind. You know, in 2020, we had many firsts, uh, obviously, right, from lockdowns to coronavirus, etc. But when it comes to elections, this was the first time that we ever saw big tech billionaires and really billionaires of any kind investing hundreds of millions of dollars, almost half a billion with a B to be exact, into the administration and management of local county elections departments all across the country and uh, and state secretaries of state all across the country. And that includes millions upon millions of dollars right here into Arizona. Um, and that's a, a very concerning trend, not only because of the perception that it puts on the elections, but you know the influence we've heard for the last four years from the Democrats. Now I disagree with their with their narrative entirely, but for the last four years we heard about the the insidiousness of influence in our elections. Now they obviously were claiming Russian interference and Russian influence, which is patently false. Uh, but in this case, it's demonstrable provable influence in our elections process and in the management of uh, our elections. And that simply is a bridge too far. So with House Bill 2569, the Arizona legislature and, and with Governor Ducey's signature, the state of Arizona has has put up a, a, a big sign that says Arizona's elections are not for sale. We believe that they should be accountable to the people who were elected to, to steward them, to manage them, uh, and who have the constitutional authority to do so. And they should be free of any influence from outside of the state or, quite frankly, the private sector, period. So you mentioned some of those large donations last year. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, he and his wife donated $400 million to nonprofits that then turned around and distributed grants to a number of election officials. Uh, but now, under this, this new law in Arizona, that's no longer allowed. So why do you feel like this is such an important step? 
Well, you know, look, we we took a very measured approach in terms of the the bill prohibits accepting or expending private monies for the management and administration of elections. Um, and that is, like I said, it's an important step because imagine uh, if you had a privately funded court system and imagine the influence that the funder of that court system would have on the execution of justice. Well, the same uh, principle rolls over into elections. It's a foundational and cornerstone element of our republic and of and of our, our form of government. And to have that type of influence in the process is, is simply something that Arizonans don't want. And quite frankly, this should be a bipartisan uh, issue. It wasn't here. It was sadly a partisan line. Uh, it was a, you know, a 31-29 vote in the House and a 16-14 in the Senate. Um, but I, I really believe that if we step back and and when we look at what the majority of Americans and the majority of Arizonans want, um, they want uh, an election system that's full of integrity, uh, that they can have confidence in, and that they don't have to worry about is being swayed by outside forces. So I really think this should be a bipartisan effort across the country. So what is your response to people that would argue that this bill is not fair because people and organizations should be able to give money uh, to who and to what they support? Well, quite honestly, I would I would pose the counter question that would you like to be judged by a, a judge and a jury that is funded by a single individual? Um, you know, let's say you've been accused of a crime and would you like to have that type of influence weighing in on the execution of justice in uh, in a case that you were involved in, right? And I'm sure that the answer would be no. And look, the same holds true as we as we talk about elections. It, it, we simply don't want anyone to influence. And this is not a uh, an attack on the. It was specifically Democrat billionaires in this case. This isn't an attack on them. I would have run this bill if it had been Republican billionaires that did the same thing. Uh, this is where, whether it's Republican or Democrat, uh, millionaires or billionaires uh, or independents, it doesn't matter. This is about ensuring that our voters have confidence in the process. So let's chat a little bit about another action that we've seen the Arizona state legislature take. So just earlier this month, Arizona became the first state to formally oppose the voting bill known as H.R. 1 or S1. And HR1 is a Democrat-backed piece of election legislation. Explain why you and the Arizona State Legislature oppose HR1. Yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing this issue up. So we did. We passed House Concurrent Resolution 2023 um, that I authored. And, you know, HR1 and S1, or as I like to call the Corrupt Politicians Act, is arguably the most dangerous piece of legislation uh, to come out of Washington, D.C. in at least my lifetime, if not multiple generations. Um, it is patently Democrats' attempt to put their finger on the scales and rig America's electoral system in their favor. Arizona stands resoundingly against and has uh, stood up to fiercely oppose this effort. Uh, the people of Arizona want the constitutional authority delegated to our legislature uh, to have control over the management of our elections and the way that we, uh, you know, prescribe the process for how elections go. We've, you know, we took a few years back, we took a step to ban ballot harvesting. It's a very dangerous elections practice. 
It undermines the integrity of the election. And Arizona took this step proactively because of the evidence, because of the data, and we banned it. Well, HR1 would allow, it would essentially federalize permissibility of ballot harvesting. People would be allowed to go door to door and round up as many ballots as they could possibly get their hands on and then turn them in. And what you do is you lose the confidence in whether or not those ballots have been filled out by the actual voter, whether or not there was any coercion in the process uh, of collecting them, whether or not there were any incentives given in the process of collecting them. Well, Arizona already banned that. Well, the feds, the Democrats in D.C. with H.R. 1 and S. 1 are trying to come in and usurp our authority to outlaw that bad practice. You know, another thing that Arizonans don't want, they don't want taxpayer funded campaigns for federal office. Um, and moreover, they especially don't want those candidates to be able to pull an up to $600,000 salary off of those taxpayer-funded campaigns. The people of Arizona do not want automatic and mandatory voter registration. They do not want uh, extended periods of mail-in voting. They do not want mass mailing of ballots to every voter on the rolls. Um, all of these provisions are contained within H.R. 1 and S. 1. And quite frankly, it is an infringement on all of our states, all 50 states' constitutional authority uh, to manage and control their elections. And Arizona said no. So you have spearheaded this effort on this resolution to oppose HR1 or S1. What message do you hope this resolution sends to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the other Democrats in Washington who are promoting HR1? Honestly, I, I hope it sends the message to keep your hands off of our elections. Uh, Democrats in D.C. and quite frankly, D.C. in general, uh, when it comes to, to the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate, um, it's not an extremely well-run organization. That's why its approval ratings with the American people are down below 25%, dipping recently as low as, I, I believe, 15 to 17%. Um, that's not exactly a job well done. And so D.C. needs to focus on cleaning up its own house. D.C. needs to focus on ensuring that there's ethics and integrity in the process of legislating. D.C. needs to ensure that they're balancing our federal budget, uh, that we're not continuing to spend trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars. Um, I mean, imagine that just this year, just since the new administration took over, we've added more to the national debt than arguably since Reagan, uh, it, you know, the last 30 years combined, right? Uh, D.C. has a lot of work to do. What they don't need to be doing is spending their time trying to tell us how to do our job. Hmm. Do you foresee that other states will follow suit after Arizona and pass a similar resolution opposing H.R. 1? Yeah, I have been uh, in contact, actually, with lawmakers, I believe, in Alabama and Georgia who have uh, considered the similar resolutions, and I, I believe introduced them as well. Um, so this is something that um, I'm willing to share the resolution with absolutely anyone. Um, this is an important issue that needs to be, uh, states need to reclaim their voice. This is a federalist form of government, and the states have the role uh, to stand up and say what they do and do not want. Representative, you have several other election reform bills that are still pending in the state Senate. Could you just take a minute and tell us about these other pieces of legislation and how they would affect Arizona's elections? 
Uh, yeah, happy to. Um, so I have 2792, which is making its way through the Senate right now. So that's House Bill 2792. Uh, and that bill would prohibit the mass mailing of ballots to voters that did not request a mail-in ballot. Um, now, it actually goes one step further, and it adds a provision of a Class 5 felony for violating this statute. Now, why a Class 5 felony? Look, the, the people of Arizona and the American people more broadly are sick and tired of the double standard in politics where elected officials get away with virtually anything that they want with no repercussions. Uh, and the reality is that if we have a county recorder that decides to go rogue and willfully and intentionally violate the law and mass mail ballots to every voter on the voter rolls, regardless of whether they requested one under the legal and lawful process, there deserves to be a consequence and it deserves to be a hefty one because they've now called into question the integrity of the election for all of the other counties that played by the rules, followed the law and did it the right way. Now, Arizona, of course, was a major battleground state in 2020. How do you think the general election went in 2020? And do you want to see anything uh, within the, the election process go differently in 2022? It's a great question. So I'm very proud of Senator Warren Peterson and uh, President, Senate President Karen Fan. Uh, in the Arizona Senate for continuing to stay focused on ensuring that there is an audit um, of the vote that happened in Maricopa County. Maricopa County, obviously our largest county with the lion's share of the vote statewide. Um, it is imperative. You cannot make good informed decisions moving forward if you don't have a, a real analysis and a deep dive on what occurred, if anything, in the prior election. Um, I do think that you know our state was close enough uh, and there were some irregularities that warrant the audit that they're doing. Um, and so I commend them for doing that. That said, what do I think needs to happen moving forward into 2022 and 2024? Um, look, we need to consider um, ballot security. Uh, and so that means not only ballot tracking uh, and the ability to determine precinct level, uh, essentially audit by precinct uh, of those ballots. But also that means that the paper that ballots are printed on. You know, imagine we currently in, in this country, we have security paper for our home titles, right? We have security paper for our car titles. We have security paper for our money. Um, but yet for our ballots, one of the most important documents that, a, that an individual has, we don't have ballot security paper. Um, and so I, I think that's a very important issue moving forward. I also think that ensuring that we have clean and accurate voter rolls, um, one, so that we reduce administrative costs on county recorders so that they aren't having to frivolously and unnecessarily send ballots uh, to people who haven't ever voted uh, or haven't voted in years and years. Um, I think that's important, as well as ensuring that we have uh, an effective process so that all dead people, all people who have moved out of a particular county, and all people who have moved out of a particular state um, are are removed, and, and the voter rolls are clean um, and you know and accurate for the conducting of our elections. You know, I think unfortunately a lot of Americans lost some measure of confidence in our elections after 2020. What is your message to the people of your state and even all Americans who are feeling discouraged? about our election integrity? Well, it's it's a very real issue. Uh, voter confidence, you know, according to, to multiple studies, Rutgers University had a study, um, and there have been others, Pew Research and, and whatnot, 
Um, voter confidence has uh, reached all-time lows. Um, it's a very concerning trend. And so I think there's a couple of things. One, your legislators, especially in states like Arizona, we are on it. Um, we are working hard uh, to ensure that the process is clean and accurate moving forward. Um, but, you know, the our nation is... Uh, it's the greatest country on earth and we have people and we have a divinely inspired form of government in our founding documents and that our founders put in place um, that has survived longer than 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 any other uh you know uh modern society it is it is uh it is positioned from a governance perspective to always rise to the level to always rise to the occasion and ensure that the the will of the people is is being put forth, and I think that's what we're seeing. You know, Georgia, Texas, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona. You have lots of states right now that are all stepping up to the plate to make sure that they are are fixing the elections process, putting in the safeguards that are necessary for voters to have confidence in the process. Uh, and I think you're. I, I think we're going to see a much better uh, system in place come 2022 and 2024. And I can tell you that here in Arizona, Republicans will not rest until uh, all voters, independents, Democrats, Republicans alike, um, are are able to have confidence uh, in the outcome and the process of our elections. Representative Hoffman, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you joining the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening to the Daily Signal podcast. You can find the Daily Signal podcast on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and encourage others to subscribe. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It is executive produced by Kate Trinko and Rachel Del Judas. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. For more information, visit DailySignal.com.